gain clarity, elevating their confidence, and move into action for over 20 years. She's known for being a trustworthy thought leader with a calm demeanor who over-delivers. She privately helps professional women grow in the areas they didn't anticipate, recapturing the power and decoding programming that no longer serves them. Joanne is tremendously compassionate and transparent, which opens the door for her clients to feel safe, embracing their own journey. Her process includes asking questions that gets to the source of mental blockages and hidden emotional baggage. She holds you accountable in order to expand and experience your breakthrough. Joanne Dean is the founder of Inspired by Joanne LLC. It's the place where possibilities are awakened and hearts are healed as dreams are redirected through professional life coaching, sister circle retreats, and messages of inspiration. Joanne is a five-time self-published author, a proud graduate of Southern University at New Orleans, where she's obtained both bachelor's and master's degree in social work. She is an alumni of Devo's Urban Leadership Initiative and Life Purpose Institute, where she obtained her life coaching certification. Joanne was featured in Voyage ATL magazine in 2019. She currently serves as the executive director of Willie D Ministries, Inc., a nonprofit organization founded by her husband to offer hope to her family in need. Let's welcome her. And welcome back, Grief Nation listeners. Today, I have a very, very special guest um, by the name of Joanne Dean. Hi, Joanne. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're you're so welcome. Uh, I think we were supposed to do this a year ago, but I think we're on time right now, right? God always I has agree. a way of, of putting things in perspective. And now is the is the time for us to have this conversation. So how have you been? I have been well. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing everything that God is um, putting me to do. And also um, with your guidance, everyone, I want you to know she's one of my uh, amazing mentors I've had over the years that I just wanted to, um, I always love to highlight women that have been um, so good to me and and have shown me the way, but um, I'm doing good. And I'm glad to have you here with me in this space. So talk to me about what's been going on. Um, Discuss your, your lost journey with us. Well, um, the hardest part of my grief journey began in 2010 when my sister transitioned um, unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after her loss um, in 2018, my grandmother transitioned. But the difference between the unexpected loss and the expected loss was that I had different tools in my Mm -hmm. toolbox. And so while both were extremely difficult for me, the loss of my grandmother, um, I was able to take those lessons that I learned from that experience and share that with others. Whereas with my sister, I didn't realize until I stepped out of it, how long I remained inside of the grief bubble. Mm -hmm. Now, how long was the, the time between the losses? It was eight years. Wow. Wow. It was eight years. 
And what are some of the things that you know are, are just the common emotions that um, caused you to um, suffer during those during that time, during both losses? Do you, what are some of those common emotions that you had, of course? Well, with my sister, I realized I self-isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of sat in a chair. I remember I had a blue chair in my bedroom and I spent a great deal of time curled up in that blue chair um, and just kind of reading and watching TV. And from time to time, I would meditate on God's word. Um, And then my husband, I remember him giving me a book to read um, and that kind of helped pull me out of it. But for the longest time, um, it was self-isolating. And the difference with my grandmother's journey was that I used my support group Mm -hmm. and I hired a wellness coach who kind of helped hold me accountable so that I didn't self-isolate because it is my nature to retreat Mm -hmm. because I am introverted. And so without any doubt, it's the place that I feel most comfortable. But definitely... Um, having a wellness coach, taking the initiative to use the tools Mm -hmm. and to just take advantage of the love in the community that was around me and feeling all the love and support and even having you as a go-to person really served me um, the second time around. And I feel like um, the healing didn't take as long as with my sister. Right, right, right. And I can only imagine um, losing your grandmother because your grandmother was more so like your mom who, who raised you. So having that um, dynamic of a, of a parent, grandparent, sibling, um, I know that's very, very hard. So within those times that you had or your, your loss, what I know you just dis- discussed with me some of the things that kind of pulled you out, but what made you become resilient? I know you spoke on your husband giving you this book, but from all the things that I know who has made you this amazing woman, what was that thing that just said, you know, I have to do more, you know, with my life? How did mm-hmm. you transition into where you are now? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, um, leaning into my faith, mm-hmm. um, is my foundation and it plays a role um, in who I am and understanding that um, I'm here to serve a greater purpose and that my life is not about me. And so just knowing that, um, and then my grandmother, um, one of the things that she gave me that I would definitely um, want to share and the reason why you know, I wrote a book to honor her is because there were so many lessons. She gave me the gift of instructions. Mm -hmm. Um, She prepared me for her transition. And for that, I will be forever grateful. And while the conversations were hard to have, um, I was grateful that I had those conversations with her. And so the fact that she prepared me for the journey, I wanted to take the lessons that I learned and share that with my community. Absolutely. What was your mission, your mission for authoring um, It Begins With You? So It Begins With You came out of the fact that I relocated here um, almost, well, actually it's been 18 years ago. Last Mm -hmm. February was 18 years ago and I was missing my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And so I started something called Sister Circle. 
as a you know because i feel like it's important to connect and have that community in that girl time because there's nothing like a good girlfriend Absolutely. and so as a result of creating this community at the end of each sister circle retreat i would have them to do a survey and based on the questions that they asked me I started answering and those questions were around faith and forgiveness and how to move forward. Mm -hmm. And as a result of answering those questions, the book was birthed. It begins with you. Mm. Yes. I often, people know that that's also a part of my journey um, just because of everything that kind of transpired around me losing Taiki. Um, and of course, you know, you were right there with me. Um, uh, the day before the days before um, not knowing what, what what I was getting ready to transition into um, but it begins with you for me has been something that is more it's more than just a book for me because it started something after my son transitioned a year later that every year at the same time of the year um, in February is when I read It Begins With You. So that's like, a, it starts over for me in February. Wow. <laughs> in February for me. <laughs> but that's something that I do every year, every year. I've, I've made that to be like a custom or tradition for me because mm -hmm. like you just said, so much happens in a year. You know, when we were just talking earlier, so many things happen in a year, but it begins with you and by you writing this book, and you saying because of the collective of, of women that 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 you were able to um, have come together for Sister Circle, it means so much to many different people. But for me, it 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 gets me back in order every year. Mm -hmm. um, saying start over, you know, mm -hmm. um, even though I mean I have may have plenty of things going on, but it's a it's a reset for me, and I'm I'm so grateful. Um, for you honoring yourself and your sister's um, story in that book, because it's it's really a, a it's a great book. So everyone, grief nation listeners, please 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 um, go to uh, where can we get this book from? So it's available on Amazon.com, and it's also available on my website JoanneDean.com. It begins with you, and that's what everything we do. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So share your thoughts about, um, and I'm, I have to mention, she's a five-time author. She writes, writes, writes. She's also a book coach as well. So um, I, I want to share everything that she's done. Talk to me about um, What About Me. So What About Me is a coaching workbook. And the inspiration behind the coaching workbook, go figure. Um, like I said, there are lessons in everything we do. I was visiting a friend for... Um, my birthday weekend and she I noticed she was going through a really hard time and I went upstairs and I prayed and I said God show me how to help her mm -hmm. and he gave me this four corners of change and so I took a sheet of paper and divided it into four and from that I came up with four different topics and I went back downstairs and I talked to her around what she was going through. And we came up with an idea, a strategy. So it gave her a strategy and it restored hope in her. It restored hope in her. And for me, that just made my heart sing mm -hmm. and my heart smile, knowing that, wow, God gave me a tool. And so not only did I leave knowing that she would be okay and that she was better than when I found her. Yeah. I used it 
with the clients that I was serving. Mm -hmm. I used it on other friends that were going through different challenges. And I thought, wow, we're onto something. And then I remember even having a session with you. Didn't right. And so here's the thing, right, Miami, you were so strategic in this because it was so impactful with you. You called me the next day and you said, girl, I was up all night. I have an <laughs> idea. Like, and so I took what you gave me and I took what I already have. And that's what birthed the book. And wow. so now I use that book in the community as I work with other women that are going through transition. And here's the other thing about it. There have been times when I wanted to purchase some type of resource from mm -hmm. online and I didn't have the financial resources. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about all those people that want change in their life, but perhaps for some reason right now, financially, they're not able to hire a life coach. Mm -hmm. So now here's an affordable resource. You have a coach in a workbook that in the workbook, I walk you through the steps that can bring the transformation that you want to see in your life. And so that's so heartwarming for me to know that I see you. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I see you. Yes. I'm here with you. Yes. Uh, Joanne, we could go on and on about how transformational just this workbook is because for me us having that one-on-one -on -one session was two days prior to my son dying by gun suicide okay so here's God in it and I didn't see it until of, of course a year later but God had already given me a plan of what to do during that transition and time after I had to go first learn of my son's death, bury him, come back home um, from experiencing the most traumatic event of my life, and I already had a plan. And I say that because people don't understand that God thought about me already. He already knew where I was going to be. He knew what I was going to be going through. He knew I was going to be in my right mind, but he sent you three days prior to me having to experience this. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Who knows what to do after having a traumatic event experience. And all I could do was go back on the four corners of my life that you shared with me. And I'm so grateful. A lot of people really don't understand how inspirational that you've been to so many women, not just myself, just to so many women. And I asked God, even today, God, what should we talk about? What should we definitely talk about? And God knows that we are all experiencing so much right now during this time. And we need healing. We need healing. And I'm just, I'm saying this because you provide tools that support others to make it through. This was days, listen, people, it was days before I even knew that I was going to have this transition or problem or issue or concern or, or event. And Joanne brought me the tools to be able to, 90 days worth of tools, though. Come on. 90 days of what I needed to do to get myself back on track that I had no clue of what I was experiencing or going to go through. So I owe you so much. 
of my life. And I'm always so grateful and thankful that you helped me during that during that time of my life because that was the most devastating time of my life. And this is why I'm this is why we're having this conversation because people need to know about what you're bringing to our community to support us. Now, what are some of the, the, the tools to support an individual as you create concrete steps to fulfill a professional or personal plan? Give us some of those tools. Well, the first one is to do what you did, is to ask for help. Amen. Right? And so, um, and you can find help in so many places. You can hire a coach, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little biased because <laughs> I know I know the power of having a coach and having somebody that holds you accountable and having somebody that helps you to recognize what's already inside of you. That's all we do. We help you to see who you really are because sometimes we have to be reminded of that Miami. And that's one of the reasons, you know, sister circle keeps me um coming up with new ways Mm -hmm. to keep women engaged because you know what as women we give so much of ourselves right who pours back into us you know they said you know if you're on the airplane put the mask on yourself first so often as women we don't do that right and so Mm -hmm. as a coach specifically to women Mm -hmm. i remind you that it's okay to put the mask on you first yeah that it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. That you don't have to be this strong woman all the time. Yeah. There is strength. There is wisdom in asking for help. So yes. ask for help. Um, make a list of what you value. That's one of the things that I walk women through is let's talk about what you value. Let's get back to what's important to you. Then create a mission statement around that and this will serve as the roadmap to guiding your decisions because when you understand what you value Mm -hmm. your decisions will be driven by the things that you value yeah and not only once you create a mission statement for yourself then that will spill over into your family and that will spill over into every decision you make and i often say join something that matters to you um don't self-isolate because what we'll do is we'll begin to thought loop we'll play the same thing over and over in our mind and it's good to have a different perspective and then you said it miami you said every february i go back to it begins with you it's about having a routine there Mm -hmm. is so much power in creating a routine for yourself mm-hmm. and for your life, for your family. Because when you have a routine, it sets the tone. It keeps you in alignment. Something simple as going to bed and waking up at the same time will make all the difference in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then the final thing I'll say is just get clear about what you want minus the expectations of other people. Oh, I like that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. And something that you said, um, having, for for me, like I said, with reading, um, it begins with you every year. It kind of, um, for me, with 
you know, we have those triggers on dates of something that comes up a year, you know, mm -hmm. like the death anniversary and those types of things, because that's what it surrounds that time. But for me, knowing that even though that's the weekend of my son's death anniversary, um, reading, I'm in expectation of getting ready to read It Begins With You. So I already know ahead, my mind is already um stating Miami I'm getting ready to go over to start over my reset you know my reset is going to kick in in just a, in a few days now so I'm not so stressed or feeling those triggers um as much because I'm looking forward to like you said the reset or something that I've, I've decided to do every year you know so I don't have that anymore I'm not getting ready to experience the common emotions of that loss all over because I have like you said I have decided to choose to do something that is going to get me out of that mindset of thinking um you know of those negative that negative self-talk or you know those limiting disbelief that we can set ourselves up for um during those times and I'm talking about those death dates anniversaries and all those things during loss because a lot of us do the self-isolation, like you said, during those times, um, because we know something is getting ready to come up. And I remember my therapist telling me as well, um, I always have something planned around those dates. So having something planned is definitely like during that time for me is it begins with you. So I just want to reiterate to a lot of people that's going through um, the self-isolation and things right now, as, as what you said, putting putting things into perspective and making sure that we do something that we love and so i definitely want to just continue letting people know that um the resources that you have available for us that they should do and um go get all the books she's a five-time author there's a lot more to discuss <laughs> about the <laughs> books that she's written so because you have mastered um um life altering events in your own life how did let's begin again manifest I know you told me because of the the young lady um, you missed your friends, but was there more? Absolutely. So most people at the beginning of every year they set a resolution, mm -hmm. um, and for me, I choose a word. I choose a word that will guide my year. And in 2019, my word was rebirth. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you. It was definitely a year of rebirth. Mm -hmm. My way of thinking, my way of being. Um, it was like my spirit man challenged my thought process. It challenged everything the way that I had known it to be. And so for me, I shift the way I was thinking. I shift the way I perceived um, things. And so what ended up manifesting for me was a new mindset in a new direction. Mm -hmm. And so um, I spent the year getting rid of the old stuff and embracing the new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that happened was I read this book called um, The Four Agreements. Mm -hmm. um, and, he, and in The Four Agreements, the first part, it talks about domestication. And with domestication, what happens is that when we come here, even though I think we come here knowing who we are and knowing that we're the expert, but what happens in domestication, it's sort of like a taming period, right? Mm -hmm. And so our parents teach us how to be based on how they were taught how to be. Mm -hmm. And so it, I think it overshadows who we really are. are meant to be, yeah. 
Yes. And mm-hmm. so what the rebirth process did was help me unlearn some of those things that no longer served me. Right. Absolutely. And so, um, and so in that I took those lessons and I rebirthed sister circle. I did a rebirth with my coaching business, meaning that I took it in a different direction. Okay. So what, um, so speaking to, um, so a woman right now that's possibly in the rebirthing process. Um, mm-hmm. hey, a lot of us are in that that process right now, just because mm-hmm. of the way of the world and what's happening currently. Um, what would you say to that person? I would say know that it's still possible. Mm-hmm. I would say for everything, there is a time and a season, and I would say that there are lessons even in the things that we feel have been lost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just know that you don't have to have the answers to begin again you can start exactly where you are and just take inventory of your environment pay attention to what's going on in your environment and look at how the current situation has shaped you right oh thank you so much for that i think a lot of us needed to hear that Um, with so much uncertainty and not knowing what's happening um, currently with this pandemic that we're experiencing, um, you shedding any light to help support um, people that are home, that are, that are entrepreneurs, that, you know, small businesses, um, giving us those tools are are so much appreciative, um, appreciated to, I know the millions of people that are, are home or working from home or whatever, you know, your situation is, um, it's difficult. But we, too, like you said, in these challenging times, we can still go forward. Um, share the outcomes of your community impact of, uh, among some multicultural groups that um, you've, you know, spent some time in or, or mm-hmm. spoke to. Right. So, so one of the things that was um, life-changing for me was my husband and I both had a vision for a community center. And so once we came together, we wasted no time creating this community center that would serve people that otherwise would not receive the support they needed. And one of the things that really took over was the after school program and the summer camp. Um, And so I'm just really proud that I was able to help create a program designed and executed and impacts so many lives and have those lives impact mine as well and shaped me. Um, and so one of the things was that the parents had a safe place for their children to, to attend during out of school hours. Um, and we helped improve the school attendance and the academic scores of those 25 kids that consistently showed up every day um, And another thing that was really heartbreaking to me was learning about the food insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we did was every day we provided snacks for all the kids in the community. But if you were enrolled in an after school program, you received dinner every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the parents, um, this was really amazing. The parents, um, they would come in. And so I would take the skill set that they used as a parent 
and translate that to a resume. And so many of them were able to take back their power by by becoming empowered and going out and securing employment for Mm. the first time in years. Um, I can't tell you how many grandmothers came and donated snacks and said, this is my thank you for helping my daughter get back on her feet. Um, And so there are no words, you know, to show just how much gratitude I have that we were positioned in a place to help so many families um, feel the restored hope, which was our goal. It was to restore hope and bring restoration to so many families that felt like, you know, I don't know what to do. I feel lost. And so oftentimes, what happens is when we answer the call, it's us answering somebody's prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell me, the, talk about the communities that you serve. Where were those areas in, in, in Atlanta? We were um, in College Park um, initially from 2011 to 2015. And then we ended up having to close that location because it just became too unsafe. We had several break-ins and it just became too unsafe Mm. for us to remain there. Um, And I was devastated, but I knew that um, I'm a social worker of almost 30 years and I have never felt threatened to go into a community. And for the first time Mm -hmm. I felt threatened Mm -hmm. going into a community. I no longer felt safe to be here. And so we made the choice to close the doors, um, but it would not go away. The call would not leave me. Uh And so we relaunched in Norcross um, Mm -hmm. and we remained there until last year. Um, And we ended up having to close the door just because um, the resources were diminishing rapidly. Yeah. Uh Yeah. But, but of course, Miami, the call does not leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) And so this year, um, we started a mentor program. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result of starting the mentor program, that brings me to Josiah's Prayer. So Josiah's Prayer is a children's book Mm -hmm. that my husband and I co-authored as a way to bring in resources to Mm -hmm. support the free after-school program and summer camp. And so what we're doing now is that we're asking for support in the form of purchasing a children's book. And that will support the free mentor program that we have launched this year. I was so proud seeing you in the Norcross community because that could sometimes, you know, be a barrier just because of the language, but you went full force in supporting that community um, the children in that community was so amazing. I remember volunteering with you um, one day doing some um, breathing exercises with the kids. And But I would have been, that's me. See, it's, that's not my journey. But, you know, I would have just been so afraid just trying to go in there and not, you know, this language barrier. But the kids were really, you know, you were able to communicate with them very well. I know it could have been some challenging sometime with some parents, but you dove right in, like, not afraid of anything you took on the challenge the call that god had given you and it was just like then you start speaking some spanish at some point with the kids so you were learning as well i guess um um, just being able to support them but um it was a beautiful experience um seeing you in that in that area as well um so how can you you talked about 
how you supported so many people, but how can the community come together to support you and all the things that you're doing? Like I said, by purchasing um, the book, Josiah's Prayer, um, and all of my books are available on Amazon.com. Um, um, but just, just knowing that if you purchase a book, you're helping a child. Um, one of the things my husband and I always say is that, you know, as we embrace children, we embrace our own future. And so, um, you know, you can purchase a book, but you also can become a monthly partner. Um, you can become a monthly partner with our nonprofit, and that's Willie Dean Ministries. Um, and you can go to our website, willydeanministries.org, to become a partner for only $30 a month. And in addition to becoming a partner, um, one of the things that you can do is that we have a, um, a confident communication kit that we have available in the $30 will cover that kit and what we do is we because one of the things we really want to do is help parents communicate with their children effectively mm -hmm. and um our primary goal is elementary age children that's who we served in the community and one of the things we did realize was that some of the parents did not have the tools to effectively communicate with their children. We could see that they loved, they loved their children. Yeah. But one of the things I realized and I learned firsthand is that when the stress of making sure that the people you love have provision mm -hmm. is in jeopardy, yeah. sometimes you're triggered in ways that you don't realize you're projecting it onto your children. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we really want to do is help parents learn how to effectively communicate with their children and manage their emotions. And so this is something brand new that we're kicking off this year is that we're offering the confident communication packet for parent and children. And so we're really excited about that. And so becoming a monthly partner um, would definitely help us be able to get these packets into the hands of these parents mm -hmm. and really transform some more lives because as we embrace children we embrace our own future and so what better time now when you have time with your children you know is to work on those communication skills and work on you know understanding what you guys value together as a family and creating mission statements so that your children know what you believe individually and what you believe collectively and as a family you can work on honoring that. All right. That is so awesome, Joe. And I'm so proud of, always proud of you and everything that you do for our community and um, working with the kids, um, just women, parents, um, you do so much. And I just want to make sure that um, my Grief Nation listeners know how to reach you. So can you tell us again, the name of your organization and all of your social media outlets? Sure. So the name of the organization, um, I, we have a for-profit and we have a non-profit. Mm -hmm. The for-profit is Inspired by Joanne. Um, is the name of the for-profit in the website is joannedean.com across all social media platforms it's inspired by joanne and then our nonprofit is willydeanministries.org okay thank you so much and before i let you go what has your attention in the grief world um, in relation to starting over that you would like to change or uh, bring some further awareness to 
Well, one of the things, and, and I said earlier, um, one of the ways that I honored my grandmother is that I wrote um, this grief handbook, um, Lifted for a Better View, The Journey of Transition, because um, I promised her that I would write about her. Um, but one of the things that I really want to do is to offer um, tools so that people know how to support someone that's grieving. Mm -hmm. um, because we take for granted that we know what to do and what to say, but so often I've heard friends say, oh my God, so-and-so passed, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to offer, so it, not only is it tools to help you to understand what to say and what not to say, but there are stories of inspiration. Um, and like I said, one of the things my grandmother did for me was she gave me the gift of instructions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I want to offer a masterclass on teaching people um, how to prepare for transition, Absolutely. what's needed for the funeral. Mm -hmm. um, and so just offering classes, I want to offer um, emotional support. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, helping people to remember the why. You know, remember the why um, and to remember the importance of instructions because when someone transitions, um, if you're prepared as much as possible, and, and trust me, I know that like for my sister, there's unexpected death, mm -hmm. but we know that death is coming for everyone. And it's an uncomfortable conversation right. that, you know, most people don't want to have that conversation, but I want to start encouraging communities to have that conversation Absolutely. and to have a plan of action. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, all that you do, all the great works, all the materials and techniques and tools that you provided for us today. Um, I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. And of course, you know, I will definitely be back to do some um, amazing work together again, I'm sure here on Grief Talk. But thank you so much, Joanne, uh, for coming on the show today. Have a great day. Well, there you have it, Grief Nation listeners. And thank you for tuning in to another transformative segment on It's the Miami Night Show, Grief Talk. Today, we give thanks filled with love and gratitude for our special guest, Joanne Dean, for expressing your very unique grief journey and sharing ways of understanding the healing process. This is your girl, Miami Knight, with much love and light until we connect again spiritually. <laughs>